Hi everyone, it's Jack from the pod here. Um, just a quick note to let you know that you know this pod is for entertainment purposes. You know, and these are these are our opinions. Um, and it's yeah, it's just here to have some fun and hopefully you know provide some insight. So don't take this too seriously, um, and please keep that in mind when you're listening. Thank you very much. Enjoy the podcast. from the Backseat Football Podcast. This is episode 7, I believe, and today we're doing slightly different. Moving away from actual game week reviews, we're going to do something that Jack touted last pod, which is logical transfers, and we haven't ripped that off from any other football entity <laughs> broadcasters, just to be clear, this is a completely fresh idea. Original thoughts, um, completely. That's what we do, you know. If any, if it, what we do. If it looks similar, they probably copied us. You know, exactly. We seeded exactly. the idea years ago. We did, and we trademarked it, which is why everyone else calls it a different name. It, Logical transfers was always ours. <laughs> this, is, uh, <laughs> exactly this is the original. Everything else is just. This in. is a five-year plan e- from everything Jack else. Is just, to fruition. just an Audi version, you know, like McKay's exactly or whatever. Exactly. We are calling the caterpillar cake the original. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, Jack, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. I'm in a bit of a. A bit of a personal life flux at the moment because I'm moving. For those who, for, for the listeners, so both you and I are based in South London, um, but I'm moving to Porto for a couple of months. Not for any particular reason, just for the, just for the vibes, really. Just change up the scenery. So it just means that behind the camera, it's just endless bags and just like chaos and <laughs> it's just a weird state of flux, you know, where you're like I'm having to unpack my whole life and then tidy everything away. So. so Jack's not being completely truthful there. What he, what he actually meant by uh, changing the vibe is he turned thirty and started panicking. <laughs> so he's <laughs> so he's just moving to mainland Europe. So you know, read into that what you will, viewers. Um, Jack, we wish you a wonderful <laughs> three months in Porto. Oh wow! Well. I mean, it's hard to disagree, but also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, anything's better than muggy London. And I think Jack's been here a few numbers more than me. So it does make sense for him to move on. I know this was a long-term ambition. So I only jest, Jack. Don't backtrack now, mate. Don't backtrack now, mate. We're all about the hot Um, takes. I'm just bitter. I'm just bitter. (laughs) But, you know, we move. I'll say you're welcome to visit, but I'm changing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to visit you anyway, mate? (laughs) Good. Well, how are you? How are you, Hugh? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a busy week in the world of Hugh. Um, feels like non-stop. Feels like I've watched far too much football and it just, it never ends. But it's ticking on. It's good. We've got a bank holiday weekend coming up here in England at the weekend and I'm looking forward to a little break, to be honest. I can imagine. Are you, uh, you planning to go to Notting Hill Carnival? Now that it's there back are, on? There are some plans. There are some plans and I think it's going to be suitably, suitably crazy. Would you say there are some rumours? There could be some rumours. There may be a, a deadline day move for Notting Hill Carnival <laughs> for you. <laughs> no loan to buy option, just straight in, straight in. So speaking of loan to buys, transfer related talk, we have some logical transfers. Oh, yes, we do. What Honestly, these segues, these are off the cuff, you know, these segues. They just happen. Yeah. I bang that. You did. Fair play. Um, so, yeah, we've come up with a few... A few transfers that we think should happen that make sense to us, and then a couple of players um, that we think might fit the bill. Um, nothing too wacky. As tempting as it was to just do Neymar to Newcastle straight away, there's none of that. There's none of that. Although they are rumoured in a lot of my uh, my players, so they obviously get linked to a lot of players, so that's not ideal. Um, mm. But yeah, mm. do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Why don't we do one for one? So I do one. You do one. Sounds and good. So on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, the first, my first one, it's pretty annoying timing actually, uh, because if you may or may not know, Alexander Isaac has just been not confirmed, but <laughs> we expect it to go through to Newcastle, um, and it's a bit annoying because my first one's about Newcastle in a very similar position. So. Oh, is it? Um, is he on your list? And what's yeah. Well, no. What's more annoying is that was more logical than my 
for my uh, <laughs> suggestion. So, oh dear. well done, Newcastle. But we're just going to bang anyway. We're just going to go for it. So my first logical transfer was Musa Diaby at Leverkusen to Newcastle. I like it. This is the wow. right winger, right? Right winger. You know, I thought he'd be he'd work well in town doing Saint Maximil on the other wing. Think about that. Almost like Crystal Palace vibes with Eze and Zaha. Oh my god. Um I mean, imagine if they doubled up. Now I know DRB was I think he was available around the kind of fifty, sixty million euro price range, but bear in mind that they were happy to shell that out for Etiquite, so I always thought there would be one big transfer in the window for Newcastle. Um and I just think he'd be an upgrade on Almiron. I think if you took Almiron out of the team and you had Musa Diaby on one side, you had Maximin on the other, Callum Wilson up top, and with Gamirish and Jolinton in the middle. Um, obviously, they wanted James Madison, which would have completed the trifecta, but uh, I think that one's dead in the water now. Um, so, yeah, my first suggestion was Musa Diaby, an electric winner, winger, highly rated. Now, there are always some concerns about whether Bundesliga prospects will make it in the Prem. Um, yeah, the old Bundesliga hey, tax, but no, mate, that's, that's a hell of a suggestion. And if there's any club who could just pull off that and Isaac, it is Newcastle. Well, if they do, goodness me, I that slander I put on Newcastle in the first episode just seems crazy now. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I mean, they're coming for all of our about... spots, mate. They're coming for all of our spots. I mean, Alexander Isaac's a huge signing. Yeah. You know. He's an interesting one because he, I put him in the same bracket as Tielemans and that everyone's been aware of him for quite a long time. He's like, He's a well-known wonder kid, right? But his numbers aren't mm-hmm. fantastic in the Liga for maybe what you expect. Um, so no. it feels like maybe it'll go like Tiedemann's where he's not as good as we thought he'd be, but he's still good, if you get what I mean. Like, he's not going to light it up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, he's, he's not your out-and-out goal scorer, but I think all of his general play, build-up play, um, is very good. I know he worked really well with Martin Odegaard, for example, a couple of seasons back when Odegaard spent a season on loan there. Interesting. Um, and I think he is a really good link-up player. Let's be fair, Isaac's going to improve Newcastle immeasurably. Yes. And I think it's quite funny, actually, because Callum Wilson came out of quite a rogue interview. I don't know if you saw talking about the no. England places. He put himself second to go to the World Cup behind Harry Kane. Really? Ahead of Tammy Abraham ahead of Watkins ahead of Ings and now they've just signed Isaac for his position so <laughs> <laughs> talk about wrong timing my friend Callum um, it's, that's not as rogue as it sounds actually though because number two was DCL as far as I'm aware and with him out yeah. it's kind of a it's a shootout it's a free for all it's a free for all I mean Tammy's got to go if he carries on his form from Roma last season because he also offers something else yeah I'd be, true that I'd be horrified if, if Tammy didn't get on the plane um, but yeah interesting I mean Newcastle are generally beefing up in all the positions required and yeah, it's a really scary prospect, actually. I wonder if the result at the weekend against City has urged the, the owners to go, go go all in. Yeah, because imagine um, what they can maybe, do if yeah, they had yeah, exactly, a couple more exactly. quality players. You know, if they got hammered, they might think, like, let's just build, build, build. But they looked phenomenal against City. It looked like they matched them man for man. So, What do you think they're looking at? Top four now? I reckon they're, I reckon they're quietly looking at top four, seeing, you know, Chelsea, Liverpool struggle early on. I, I mean, I reckon they're on it. You've got to put them in the mix at this current time, mm-hmm. you know. And their form since Eddie Howe's come in has—I think they'd be like third or second. Yeah, they're top, so, top three. Yeah, so I mean, you—if you—if you take that into account, I think you have to put have to put them in contention. Yeah. Well, yeah. scary times, mate. Scary times. Not ideal, but that's a, for, Liverpool, that, for Liverpool. That's fans. a good transfer. That makes a lot of sense because that right wing spot is the most obvious upgrade in that team. I'd say at this point. Yeah, yeah, I think St. Maximan definitely deserves another season and he's also a cult hero. And on his day, you know, maybe with, with, with higher level players playing around him, he might actually play better as well. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, watch that space. Watch that space. But now now, let's be fair, now Isaac's signed for Newcastle. I don't expect them to go in for DRB. I don't even know if they want DRB, to be honest with you. So Sensible transfer. Oh, logical transfer. Shit. Oh <laughs> we're gonna have to record it all again now. <laughs> What a logical transfer. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first suggestion. Jack, I'm keen to see what you've got. Is it Danny Ings to six clubs? <laughs> Danny Ings does feature in my list, <laughs> as you would expect, but we won't start with Danny Ings. The only thing is, Hugh, I've got quite a few players for the same position because it's about Liverpool and a progressive midfielder. So I don't know how you want me to do this. 
Do you want me to just bang through all of the options and we can just talk about them and then flip it back? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing this is about Liverpool's midfield, am I right? Oh, yes. The need for a progressive midfielder um, with good forward passing around the sort of 24, 25 age mark. Mm-hmm. Because Liverpool's okay. midfield is all 30 or all teenagers and there's nothing in between apart from Nabi Cater and the Ox, who are both in their last year of their contract. So, like, they're, they're not the answer. Um, they're not even the answer in the present, realistically. So, I've had to think about players who could come in for mm-hmm. not, like, crazy expense, because we know that Bellingham is the, is the number one choice and looks yes. basically impossible to do this year, at least. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee yeah. he'd choose to move to Liverpool next summer. So it's not a logical transfer. That's a best case dream transfer. So the first one I've gone with is uh, Hussam Awa from Lyon. Oh, yeah. I know all about him from last summer. That's what I mean. Like He's 24 years old, got very good Champions League experience. He's in the last year of his contract. So he's available for like 15, 13 to 15 mil. He had really good creative numbers, but he had a pretty bad season last season. But mm, feels like there's something tough, there, yeah. Like... He's a bit more creative. He's got generally more assists and goals from midfield than any of ours over the last few years. And he feels like someone who could deputise for Thiago when Thiago's not available. And he's available for well under his value. So even if it doesn't work out, we can easily flip him for at least 25 mil, I would imagine. You know, yeah, you know like with Minamino, with outlay so low yeah, risk. Yeah, yeah. There's there's really no reason not to, I'd say. Um and then you see that Forrest were quite close to him. Now Palace are quite close to him. So, you know, if Liverpool decides to come in, it should be, should be relatively easy to do that deal. On the flip side, if those teams are in for him, and, you know, no offence to those two clubs, but they are still a step down from Liverpool, does that suggest that maybe he's not at the required level for Liverpool's midfield to make that immediate impact? That is the risk, but that's why, you know, for 30 mil, I think it's worth a punt, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. I I can see that, and you know, I mean, we we were we were ready to offer fifty million if you believed the reports last summer for him. Exactly, so. and like it's a reclamation project, you know. Klopp likes these kind of things. If he can get him back to that kind of level, then yeah, we've just got a fifty mil player for nothing, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. Like that. Yeah, mate. So that's an interesting one. Next on, still raiding Leon, mate. Number two, Leon. Leon is a good club to deal with because they will sell, you know. And they don't. Oh, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Lucas Paqueta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This makes this makes so much sense to me. Like he's twenty-four. He had a really good uh, season last season, the season before, especially when he was playing with Bruno Gimmerish, which is hashtag problem because Newcastle are linked. <laughs> um, last season got nine goals, six assists from midfield, and yeah, he's just really good at kind of breaking between the lines. He can play as an eight. He can play as a winger. He can play as a false nine. So. He gives quite a lot of versatility, but he just brings like goals and creativity. Um, you know, and he starts for Brazil now, so he's broken into the Brazil team. So seems like the kind of the right move at the right time for someone like him. You know, he's established mm. now. It's time for him to kind of take a step to a a club that's kind of contending for the Champions League, hopefully, and things like that. The only thing with that is, I'm pretty sure he's he's on the verge of West Ham, isn't he? Yeah. So again. Uh, West Ham have had a thirty-five million pound bid rejected, but feels like it could be close. Again, if we went in, we've still got the capacity to do the deal, but it's looking like West Ham might get a hell of a player there. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If Liverpool were keen, then you'd go to the top of the queue. I don't think money's an issue here, per se. No, it's um, it's about the profile, but well, I feel like we're crying out for this kind of player. Yeah, but what I don't get. His cater's got one year left and you can't rely upon cater in any given season. So you're looking at needing to replace two midfielders next summer, really, because Milner's out of contract as well. So, this so, so is the Ox, you know, mate. So it's three midfielders. Yeah, I mean, Ox will be moved on too because you can't rely on him either. Um, so I don't really understand the whole angle of Liverpool waiting for next year because clearly there is a need for more than one. Even if you've got Jude next year, let's say Jude gets injured, then you, you're stuffed. <laughs> well, exactly. And like, Henderson will be 32 next summer. Thiago will be 31. So I think Fabinho will be like 28, 29. So even them, they're coming to the end of that cycle. So in another season, we might have to replace another one or another two. We need quite a lot of bodies. You know, there's Harvey Elliott, there's Curtis Jones, and there's yeah. Carvalho as 
Youngs is coming through, but we desperately need someone in the middle of these two groups. That's why I'm looking at this mid sort of 24, 25 range. We need that. Yeah, I need to freshen it up. I agree. I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know if Liverpool are going to sign anyone. Do- doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it, does it? Doesn't look like it. So The only thing that gives me confidence is that we tend to do our deals quite quickly and there's not always a lot of speculation. So off the back of that defeat, we could now be aggressively working on a couple of deals to get them done because that was pretty bad. Like apparently yeah, we, well, we asked a question about Bellingham again and got the same answer. Nah, Bellingham's definitely not going to be... I don't think Bellingham wants to move this year. Nah, I don't think... The guy's like 18. Let's let's remember, he's only 18 or 19. It's He, he needs another year in a Bundesliga, I think, just playing playing regular football without that Premier League pressure and 80 mil price tag on his head Yeah. although I think Jude could absolutely carry that I've got no concerns with Jude I just think you know if I was him just do another year at Dortmund if you're liking it so totally agree and right now he's actually he's carrying that midfield in Dortmund like he's basically the star man already so yeah let it run he's phenomenal he's phenomenal but this is about logical transfers this summer window we'll come back to you Jude next year we're coming back next year oh yes Um, I've got two more if you'll indulge me because I will. I've got a I've got a vested interest in this transfer happening. Because so I think if we don't if we don't sign a, a creative uh, midfielder to beef us up, I think we're going to be in major issues, man. Can't just keep playing Milner every three days. That's a crazy, crazy Matt strategy. Your game showing that Milner and Elliot with Henderson is 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 no top four midfield. That I'm no, afraid. not at all, not at all. Um, Ruben Neves. I feel like Ruben Neves. Like he's twenty five like now. Ruben Neves. I feel he's a good I've always thought he's a Champions League player. And he's the captain of Wolves. You know, he's he's Premier League proven, like he's just generally a dangerous player. Even if he doesn't get the stats. Like he's got great yeah. long passing, you know, he'll score an absolute like thunder bastard every season or two. And yeah, I think he's definitely ready for a new challenge. He's got two years left on his contract and he doesn't want to sign the new deal at present so this summer would be a good time for Wolves to cash in if they want to to maximise his value um, and yeah there doesn't seem to be much in the way of rumours but to me I've always thought he's a really like a really solid um, really solid Premier League player with probably more levels to go up similar to you know when we signed Jota from Wolves and he's gone up a level since then I can see a similar transformation with Nevers so yeah I think the fee could be like 40 40 mil Maybe fifty mil a push. I just think no. Oh, I'm gonna pour card water on that one. It's just wolves won't wolves won't let him go. Not this late. Not their captain. <laughs> Probably not. But yeah, then they risk losing him with one year next summer, which is fine. Yeah, but, but wolves again, like you said, they're in a microclimate. The normal rules don't apply to them, especially for Portuguese players brought in by Jorge Mendes. So I think that's a fantasy sign in that. Do you think so? Fair enough. Mm. I was I was basing it on Diego Jota, you know, that just came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I think Ruben Neves could be more valuable to Wolves, though. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then the last one. This seems the most logical of any of them. Yuri Tielemans. Like. So I was going to suggest this for Liverpool. That seems the most logical I, to me. Like. It seems really logical, but then I, he is quite suspect. He's not the most mobile. Uh, defensively true and I think I just don't know if you'd fit Klopp's game but again don't know if it would just pass him by that is a risk but you feel like there's a better player in there than the current Leicester version Um, Mm. and yeah he's just it's the right time for a move he's got one year left he's not signing it so 30 mil for the proven Prem midfielder 25 years old doesn't get great numbers admittedly but I think I think it's worth a punt personally Um, we've seen enough class from him over the years at Leicester to say that he he could step up it's just I just think of it with him is I was I was like certain he was going to be a transfer for Arsenal it's been ongoing for so long it's been touted all summer it made sense we needed midfield options but as we come into this last week it's it's now looking really unlikely so I do think he is up for grabs and I don't think he would anticipate to be staying at Leicester this season I'm sure he didn't he probably thought he'd have his move by now mm-hmm. um yeah I mean Leicester need the funds as we know yeah so that one that that one is a possibility that's a logical transfer but yeah Arsenal are feels like Arsenal is like destiny for some reason 
Yeah, it just feels nailed on. Even now, like if he were to move, you just feel like it's Arsenal. But yeah, I mean, if Liverpool came in for him, he'd jump at that too. But yeah. from I'm guessing Liverpool haven't made any inquiries. So I think yeah, we're, I, we're a little sluggish, aren't we? But yeah, those, well, those are four players that I think I think are all relatively achievable. Um, and would add would add decent value. Um, I'm going to say three team. out of the four. Three out of the four relatively achievable. I'll take that. R- Ruben Neves, definitely not. I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not asking the world here. No, 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 no. I think it's, it's, I think it's pretty reasonable, to be fair. So, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I think Liverpool really do need to upgrade their midfield, even if just to inject a bit of something in their team. Dare I say it, Liverpool looking pretty stale as we come into this season. I'm, I am slightly concerned now because I've realised that I think we might have the oldest... We are the oldest team in the Prem now, mm. and we we did a few windows where we just didn't sign anyone, or like we signed Canate, um, and Thiago. But Thiago's not a long time answer, and then this summer we replace Mane with Nunes. But yeah, I feel like we've neg- we've neglected kind of upgrading with a bit more aggression sometimes. You know, I mean, look at look at fucking Nottingham Forest. They've signed more players in one window than we have since probably. <laughs> like 2018 realistically so like it can be done I'm not saying their son is going to work but sometimes maybe waiting for the perfect player there are other good options that we could test out um, I think this is this is the reality of FSG ultimately owning the club they have their their structure they have their way that they operate um, and I think you know as much as like you've benefited from the last three four years from you know really good management from top to bottom, this is also the other side of it, which is they're not willing just to slap down loads of money. It's not a single owner, is it? It's a consortium, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they've always kind of wanted to make sure that they balance the books and are a sustainable club model, which is obviously something to commend. But football's not a sustainable sport. No, not <laughs> um, at all. Not at all. You can't run it like a like that. You know, it's it's peaks and troughs, and I really think they need to to put their money out in this last week but from what we know from FSG it's, it'd be very unlike them just to go wild in the last kind of week of the transfer window wouldn't it isn't it so yeah mate I'm not holding my breath if I'm honest sadly yeah. we better get used to seeing James Milner a lot more because that guy that guy's going to play a lot of games which is not ideal yeah, the, way, the way it's looking it's not looking great I kind of thought he'd be moving into a coaching role this season so not ideal it's a good thing he's not, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even if he was, mate, he'd be a player coach. Let's be real right now. Yeah, fair. Baller. Fair. All right, back to you then. That's me. That's my yeah. dreamy, logical signings for Liverpool. Okay, so next one is a loan move. Mm-hmm. And his name is Trevor Chalaber at Chelsea. Trevor. What a guy. So, what a player. I really like him. Exactly. He's a good player. But he hasn't. He's not going to get the game time at Chelsea with the amount of centre backs that they're after. Bit of a favourite of yours, uh, isn't he, Trevor Chalobah? Got a bit of love a big chop. Bit of yeah. an affiliation for him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just to contextualise that, uh, FIFA Ultimate Team 22. <laughs> I had Trevor Chalobah. I'm not sure what card it was. It was one of the special cards where you get it through challenges, and I had the highest rate one. And I'll just chuck him in CDM, and he'd just clean up. He's an <laughs> he absolute monster. Up called him Big Chop so always <laughs> followed him since then so yeah um, so he's moving to Arsenal yeah basically moving to Arsenal exactly exactly <laughs> no um, he's at a bit of a crossroads at Chelsea I think he's had his breakthrough he's also been dropped to be honest I think it's clear now that Tuchel doesn't see him as a first team long long term option so he's available for a loan my understanding this summer and I think the two clubs that I thought of West Ham or Aston Villa I think Aston Villa could definitely use some shoring up at the back. Are we thinking um, centre back? Yeah, I think centre back is his actual position, um, or where he wants to play. And also West Ham, you know, I, it's annoying because again I wrote this before they signed that that fella from PSG. But even then, a loan signing Chalobah of Premier League experience, I think, would be a benefit. He's got the physical presence. I think he'd suit the style of play as well for some reason. I'm, I'm no tactical genius, but. I just feel like those two clubs and the profile, they both need defensive reinforcements. Leicester could be an option should Fafana leave. I'm sure that he'll be taught, if, if they agree a deal, there could be some players part of those talks. That's really good, actually. That is, that's very good. Short-term fix, you know, to solve the issue, issue for a season. Yeah, I'm sure they've explored with Chelsea's kind of 
um, second choice players if you want to say it like that so yeah Trevor Chalmer I think a lone move to a Prem I don't think he should go abroad I think he needs to stay in the Prem so you don't think um, he should do the well-trodden path to move to like Roma for example or something no, he like needs that. to get he for his sake he needs to get first team minutes so if that's the only viable option then fair enough but I just don't think Chelsea I don't think he's he's like established enough of a player for Chelsea to stop him moving to a team in the league in mm. the Premier League say you know like selling to a rival or strengthening I don't think he would be categorised as that um, so yeah I'm going to say West Ham I, li- I like West That's, Ham because I think West Ham Zuma did a very similar move you know literally came as a centre back from Chelsea who just got kind of phased mm. out and he's now established mm-hmm. obviously no one really likes Zuma as much as they used to but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But hopefully Chalabar can, you know, have a slightly better experience. But yeah, I, I can see that. Villa would be a good move, but do you want to move to Villa when things yeah. are potentially going to change quite a lot in the near future? And then you might, you know, you might not be first pick anymore. Mm. I kind of just mm. want to see him at, I just want to see him at AC Milan, man. I'm not going to lie. Him and Tamori just holding Tamori it down. Tamori Chalabar. Yeah, <laughs> like the Cannavaro and Maldini. Hey. <laughs> if it's not Milan. the Prem... I'm almost sure it would be to Italy, and I don't know why. I just I'm, I'm certain it would be a move to an Italian team if he was if he wasn't going to move to somewhere in the Prem. Saying all this, Pure he's probably pace. just not going to get a move. No, he's going to he's, he's going to rot. He's going to rot in the dungeon the for a little bit. Mm, mm, so, yeah, could be logical. We'll see. Yeah, mate, I like that one. That feels logical to me, which is why it definitely won't happen. I could also see him getting sold to make some you know make some room available. Chelsea are buying a lot of players, so someone's got to go. He could be, he could raise 30, 40 mil, realistically. I wouldn't rule, yeah, I wouldn't rule out a permanent sale. It's just in my head, I think, alone at this point. Because I do think there's some potential that he could play for Chelsea in the future, but you're never going to get to that level required unless you play, you know. Yeah, the best route to get to Chelsea's first team is to have a little stop somewhere else, isn't it? Look at, look at Conor Gallagher last year. I'm not saying he's going to make the great this year in Chelsea, but he's put himself in contention, so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, right, hit me with another one. Right, one more than break, yeah? Yeah. Doubly. I love breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I was learning uh, so yeah. much about you. You're such a deep guy. <laughs> <laughs> Xhaka and breaks. Okay. Um, yeah, what you got, Jack? Or it, did you want me to go? Yeah, you go again, you go again. Because I've got a whole okay. section, man. The Danny Ings to everyone section. Okay. Um, you know what? While on Chelsea, Robin, Robin, Ruben Loftus Cheek, <laughs> he could do with a move somewhere. And I, I put Leicester or move back to Fulham, perhaps. But that's just kind of whimsical. There's no real thought on that, other than I think he's better than playing a bit part, bit part player role at Chelsea. So we're going to do someone else. Um, and that is Juan Pedro to Everton. Isn't that Juan, Isn't that happening? I think Newcastle were looking at him. Ah, okay. But talk, I think, talk me through it then well with Isaac in mind I thought they could still be going for Pedro but they might open up a room for someone else to go in now we know Everton's crisis in attack DCL gone for at least a month mm-hmm. Rondon is he really Frankie's kind of player for passing the ball keeping the ball I don't think so I don't think so now Pedro is available for I think between 20 and 30 mil don't know if Everton have that cash but <laughs> they, they might do anyway. they might do soon mate well, they might do soon. Yeah, so Anthony Gordon, you never know. Um, and he, I feel like he proved his quality last season in a very patchy Watford team that had like three managerial regimes in one season. So despite their relegation, I think Pedro, and he's young, I think he's shown more than enough that he could cope at, at the Premier League level. That's fair enough. Um, I'll be honest, I've never really thought about him as a... Like, of all the Watford forwards, he was the least interesting, I thought. I thought Emmanuel Dennis was the one who's the most Prem ready which is why he's got so a move straight I have back and then, also put Emmanuel Dennis as well and is is Miley Saar you know yeah is Miley Saar yeah forgot about him completely um, I felt like yeah. he was a stellar guy I mean Dennis has actually moved to Nottingham Forest now so oh he has yeah oh oh bollocks well I'm glad I said Juan Pedro <laughs> <laughs> I mean if only you said like Forest that would have been that would have been really on the nose you know 
Yeah, but I, I thought they signed Awanyi or whatever his name yeah, mate, is. So they, I don't, think, they were I don't think you understand. They signed two first teams now, basically. That's wild, isn't it? That's wild. Well, yeah, I didn't do any logical transfers to not- Nottingham because there are no logical transfers to Nottingham. There's no logic involved. There's, just, there's nothing logical about it. Bye, bye, bye. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my flag down on the ground and say, well, Pedro to Everton would be a good move for all parties. So and I think he would suit Frankie's style of play. Is he a replacement for Anthony Gordon? Is that what you're seeing this? Yeah, I mean, even if Anthony Gordon didn't leave. I still think Everton could do someone else at the yeah, back for they're sure. They're so light, to be fair. They're very light, so yeah. If Anthony Gordon's leave, they're quite similar players, and I think Pedro's got a higher ceiling, to be honest. So then, yeah, hundred percent makes sense to to try and sign Pedro. But even if he doesn't, it'd be a good addition to the attack. That is so Fred Bearfield at the moment. That's very logical, Hugh. But Everton are not not really a logical team, so no, they're probably going to sign Morata on loan. <laughs> Get Falcao. I can see Falcao. Yeah. 32 games, four Premier League goals. Great, great season. Yeah, phenomenal. Fair enough. Right. I like it. I like it. Um, all right, let's have a break then. And then when we're back, Danny Ings. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back for the Danny Ings intersection. This, this is the section I'm most looking forward to because I'll just be pitching Danny Ings to someone, to someone new. Um, and the area that I've kind of talked about is Brighton because I fucking love talking about Brighton, I've realised. What do Brighton need? Some would say nothing. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> they need a Premier League goal scorer. I refuse. So I actually I'll, have a Brighton suggestion as well. So I'll I'll pop mine in after yours. Maybe it's the same one. So let's see. If it begins with Danny and ends in Ings, then I forgot we were whoring out Danny Ings to every Premier League team. Also, Danny Ings, <laughs> mate. Danny. Friend of the pods, anytime. You can come onto the <laughs> podcast anytime. I'd love to hear your insight. And yeah, I mean Jack's a huge fan, Danny. If you haven't, if you hadn't noticed already, and if you if you fancy moving to the south coast, I think you'd fit in really well at Brighton. I agree. I mean, let's 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 just talk about it. Look, he signed for Villa last summer for twenty five mil. He's competing directly with Ollie Watkins, and it does very similar. It doesn't seem like they can play together. Particularly, no. it feels like they take away from each other rather than adding value. So. The problem with them two is they operate in the same spaces, so they end up getting in each other's way. They don't work in tandem. Exactly. And I think that is the main issue with these two. They are one or the other, which is a great yeah. a great set of options to have, but you know, he's now thirty. His value is dropping every year, obviously. And if he's sitting on the bench, it feels like a waste of someone who genuinely could get fifteen Premier League goals, you know, in a season. If he's starting every game. Um, we saw it in Southampton as well, didn't we? Yeah, we saw exactly. Danny Ings is the main man, it can work. Exactly. So, I think fantastic short-term option for the next two seasons, just move to Brighton. Like, hear me out. Not only does he score goals, but he works hard, he's technically very capable. Um, he's like all the good things about Welbeck, who they're currently using, but with goals. I don't think you lose a lot by getting him in. And I'd say he's probably available for like, 50 mil realistically um, so not crazy expensive no 15 I'm sure Villa would want to get what they paid from a year and a bit ago yeah so let's say 25 but even 25 you just sold Cucurella for 62 and Basuma for 35 then cash shouldn't be an issue for Brian yeah and I think they're about to sell more pay as well for probably 20 mil so just pivot that money straight to Danny Ings and mm. I think it will help them get massively up the table you know like genuinely pushing like top 9 top eight you know best of the rest kind of thing yeah I think Danny Ings I think it'd be a good a good shout I actually think yeah for Danny Ings' sake as well should probably get out of it it just hasn't quite worked out no just wrong move at the wrong time unfortunately yeah yeah well, who came first Watkins or Ings was it the same window I think Watkins came first but I think Danny Ings might have come later in the same window actually no was I it, think Watkins no, was the I think before was, yeah I think you're right actually yeah yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Fun fact about Ollie Watkins, I went to university with his now wife. Oh really? Yeah. What's she like? Yeah. She was alright. Ellie if you're listening. 
Well done. <laughs> That's good effort. Hugh, <laughs> are you thinking what I'm thinking? Get her on. Get, get her on the podcast. <laughs> if we can't get a footballer, let's get a footballer's wife or girlfriend on the podcast. It's perfect. Got to start, got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. So, Guys, stay yeah, tuned any, for that. Ellie, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm expecting you to text her after this, mate. Next get week, on the we could have a very special podcast. That's so funny. That's so funny. Um, all right, well, in relation to Brighton, I also had a recommendation at Striker, and it isn't Danny Ings. You'll be surprised to hear. Let's see it. Um, do you, this is a very rogue one. I don't think this is very much like drowned in logic, more so just could it work? So, do you remember a certain striker called Andrea Bellotti? Oh, I do. And you remember he had that? He was he was very good for Torino. Hit yeah, some mate. large numbers in Syria. He was he was quite well thought of at one point. There was a, there was points where he was quoted eighty mil. Yeah, Man United circling right. So he's just left on a free. So he's he's free now, out of contract. And no um, one's picked him up. Is it worth a punt? Is it worth a punt? It could be worth a punt, couldn't it? Has anyone told Forrest? <laughs> <laughs> Better not, otherwise I'll be there tomorrow. He'll be at the city ground, won't he? So. I can't believe no one's picked him up. God, what does that say about where he's at? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the other side of it. That's the other side of it. To be honest with you, it feels like um, he's a battering ram, which is probably exactly what Brighton don't want. Which is why it kind of could work. Well, I think he's an out-and-out finisher. So let's have a look at his goal record for Torino, and let's see if it's you know, if there's been a serious drop-off. Then it may just be that he just didn't want to be there anymore he thought this was the best way to get a move to a Champions League club but doesn't seem like okay. it's worked out so in seven years at Torino 232 appearances this is Syria 100 goals 44 caps for Italy 12 goals I can't believe this guy's worth a pun isn't he how old is he 31 so no he's 29 oh he's definitely worth a pun like two three years I think he's 28 actually 29 in December so I mean look so three options I could see Brighton taking a punt it'd be quite smart wouldn't it how has he not been picked up I don't understand Chelsea and Man United need a striker he's free he fits the profile oh, they're paying money for a Bamiang what's up with this guy there must be something up with him surely not everyone's just had a brain fart and forgotten about him <laughs> you know what's funny I typed his name into Google and uh, you know how you get the news articles at the top top stories yeah yeah so the first one is Belotti to become fifth Roma summer signing. The second one is Belotti rejects Lazio's approach. The third one is Barcelona sets sights on Belotti. <laughs> <laughs> and the fourth one is Wolves could be about to cause West Ham a big Andrea Belotti problem. So I don't think anyone knows where Belotti's going at this point. Oh but they my are so God. Clean. That is just, I mean, of course, Barcelona. Oh, th- do you know what? I can see that. That's 100% the most logical one. He signs for Barca for no reason and then proceeds to not be registered. <laughs> yeah. And then they keep a Bamiyang as well. So yeah, it's like of course. No reason. Of course. And a pie. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Damn. Build the brand. I was not expecting that. Okay. Here's another logical signing, which is a bit, it's a bit rogue. These got less logical, as I think, as we went on. Um, <laughs> so I thought about, what did Brighton like, right? They really like a non-goal scoring forward. And who is the gold standard of non-goal scoring forwards? Giroud, mate. It's Oli Giroud. And he actually... He could still do a job. He actually scores he more goals it. than he's given credit for. His Premier League goals for a record is very decent. And he might be ready for a new challenge after winning the Scudetto. Imagine that link-up Ooh, play, mate. Imagine all the flicks, mate. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Giroud back at Arsenal, to be honest. So I'd I just love the guy. 33, 34-year-old Giroud having a one-year renaissance at Brighton and just, just having a great time. No goals, 12 assists. The ultimate Graham Potter striker. Yeah, I mean, he's never been about pace. So he could go to he's like 38 and I still think be as effective. Yeah. He's not going to get you 20 plus goals every season, but he gets the big goals. He does. Like for AC Milan last season, he got some massive goals for him. Yeah. 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 Um, so I thought that was quite a yeah. fun idea. Yeah, I just couldn't. I think Milan will keep him. I feel like he suits Milan into the ground, actually. Yeah, of course he does. But, you know, 10 mil, just chuck it. 10 mil I don't know I, I don't mil. know what's, what's the price for a 34 year old Giroud how could he price for that there's no fucking there's no like market I'd argue that a 34 year old Giroud is probably better than a 24 year old Giroud 
in a sense, like more experience. Because, like you say, he's all about the flicks and the touches, isn't he? He's not really about raw pace. So you're going down the cliche alert that he's like a fine wine. I think he's like an evergreen forward. Yeah, I could see him going to forty in the Italian <laughs> league. I could, I could. If Ibra can do it, Giroud is. He's not as good as Ibra, but if anything, like Ibra's okay. less suited to playing old and carrying old football. I think Giroud could probably go to his fifty in certain leagues. It got more outlandish the more you're talking, but I, I kind of yeah, agreed with the 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went a bit rogue there. 50 is pushing it. Right, you can still bang a scorpion kick in the Qatari league. It's like easy, easy. Japan, mate. That's where he needs to go after. Japan, Japan. God, he'd, he'd bully them. He's, yeah. Don't go to Japan, Jared. You'd ruin football over there. Yeah. Um, and then the final one, although I just want to add before I, before I do this, Brighton have actually moved to sign a striker. No, what? And you will absolutely love the stats I've dug out on him. So Who he's Christian Kuame. He's a 24-year-old. Right. Um, I'm going to say Cote d'Ivoire striker because apparently they don't like people wow. saying Ivory Coast. They prefer Cote d'Ivoire. And I have respect for people. Um, wow. 24-year-old striker nice. from Fiorentina. He okay. was on loan in the Belgian Jupiter League last season. 13 goals and 36 starts. Not the best. But the season before in Serie A, this is why he signed for Brighton. You're going to love this. Oh, 33 right. games. Do you want to guess how many goals he got? Zero goals. One goal. <laughs> <laughs> and Brighton looked at that and went, yeah. Wow, what a record. Oh, that's yes. a bit of me. <laughs> now, we all have faith in Tony Bloom. It's going to be a stellar signing from Big Tony. I'm sure of it. I'm sure what could go wrong I don't know goal, 33 I suppose, games sounds about I right I suppose the only way is up isn't it like if he gets two he's he's literally improved 100% watch him come in and just storm the league to be fair they have had some actually some very awful striker signings do you remember that I think he was Israeli do you remember him he had a really long name that really hard to pronounce name no I remember they had Lacardia who I think was a striker and he was also pretty bad oh yeah he was rubbish they, he was, they can't he, buy strikers they need to outsource that potentially was he from Iran? Yeah, Ali Reza, Jahan Baksh. Uh, oh, I wish I could to say his name. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah. What, I, I don't know how anyone can look at a record for a striker with one goal in Syria. I know it was two years ago, but like, it's not exactly set the Jupiter League alight and go, yes, this is the man to lead our attack. Like, Oh, I don't get it. So anyway, then I went for one which is definitely not logical or possible. Ivan Tony. <laughs> Ivan Tony, mate. He's one of the best strikers outside the top six. He he really, about really this, doesn't like playing for Brentford. <laughs> so what could be a better move than a very sideways move to Brighton? Uh, can we actually touch on that whole Ivan Tony thing, mate? Yeah. What did he say? Like, he just said they were a small club, didn't he? Or I like... think someone asked him, where do you play? And he said nowhere interesting yeah I mean it's not that bad is it but then on holiday he did also say fuck Brentford oh yeah that was it <laughs> he was dying dying for Nash <laughs> oh, he, he, Ivan, he would boy say anything bad. anything oh, in that moment that, was, that yeah two in one summer that's so funny Ivan that's so good and you're still banging it in for Brentford fans they still love you so well, well in just shows mate turn that one around you don't have to be loyal you just have to score goals <laughs> he scores too many goals for Fort Bright looking for anyway so it's just not logical it's not logical a little bit of trivia on Ivan Tony. he was actually in the youth academy of Newcastle I believe oh really mm. and they interesting they did not even think about him as a potential player wow I mean that is a big poo poo that that's uh, yeah right I guess you just don't know how players going to turn out in the academy doesn't matter how much you think you know no 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 of course but just could have saved them a bit of money. Yeah, well, not that they need to save any money anymore, is I it? I guess but there's, the outcome would have been the same. They still would have bought or tried to buy Isaac in the end. Yeah, yeah. But no, some good choices for there for Brighton. I'm yeah, I mean, we all know which one's the one. Yeah, they're going to go for that geezer from Fiorentina, yeah, for sure. But they should go for Danny Ings. No, they should go for Belotti. True that. Or both. I can see both. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, okay. Right. Here's one for you. Hit me. Right. So on the uh, opposite side, focusing on centre-backs, mm-hmm. Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings. 
He's a man could, who's been wronged. Could he replace Fofana? Again, this is a move that I think suits all parties. I'm not saying he's on Fofana's level, but I'm, I'm, I don't think you can replace Fofana like for like with one week to go. And the reason why I'm proposing Mings is because something's happened at Villa. We don't know what's happened at Villa with Gerard, but something's happened. Mm. Um, and I don't see, I don't think he's going to have a big season for them. Gerard clearly, for whatever reason, isn't relying on him. Yeah, but unfortunately, Diego Carlos has just got a long-term injury, so now he has to rely on him, which is so awkward. Uh, you know, he's yeah, actually just dumped him, and that. now he's got to recouple with him straight away. Ooh, Love Islandy. I know. Oh, okay, well, okay, well, you've just you've you killed my logical transfer within half a minute. So what am I supposed to do? now? I'm just going to carry on. <laughs> so let's say in a, in a <laughs> let's just say in a completely different timeline Diego Carlos doesn't just very logical fuck his knee over in the multiverse in the multiverse <laughs> in the multiverse, <laughs> in a universe where Diego Carlos doesn't go down in the first game of the season then then yeah, I'm, I'm listening. then maybe Tyrone Mings to Leicester would have made sense had Fafana also left for Chelsea I just think okay Tyrone needs to, needs to get out of Villa Tyrone does need Gerard's to get there. out but I feel like at this point he's just thinking I just have to outlast Gerard. Maybe he's gonna yeah, chuck a few in, true. you know. This is true. This is true. Yeah, this Actually, is true. for legal reasons, yeah. I retract that. Tyrone's a great professional. Yeah, yeah. And to be clear, he's also welcome on the pod. Um, yes. But no, seriously. I mean, we know his quality. He does. He was good at the World Cup. He's played well for the England national team at a back four and a back five. Um, so there's a good player in there. Was he great for Villa last season? No, he was not great for Villa last season. But I don't think anyone at Villa was that great last season. Um, I feel like I've he... got reservations about him generally. Almost like because he's been in the England squad, I just don't think he's that good. Like I feel like he's like Harry Maguire. He just makes a lot of mistakes. You know, like the best defenders just don't really make mistakes. They don't. They don't have to do anything. Like he. He's very that's shouty. Not true. Look at VVD on the weekend. Yeah, but that's Saliba what I mean. He, he's, he's making mistakes. Like if you're a good defender, you're supposed to be relatively quiet and invisible you know you just do everything with minimum of fuss and I feel like Mings is the opposite he's quite quite erratic you notice him a lot which I don't think is a good thing for a centre back I don't he's not he's not the most graceful player I'm not I'm not saying that but I'm saying you've got a week left you're Leicester you've just sold your best defender do you want to go splurge it on an unknown quantity from Liga 1 do you want to go buy a midget like Martinez from (laughs) Okay, that was so hard. Like, I mean, he's actually turning out really good, so... Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what trusting your other centre-back really does to a man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, it was, I, was, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point, let's be fair. So, look, if you want to tell me that tell me things isn't a logical transfer, I will accept that. I mean, um, I, 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 yeah, I have told you. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a no from me. That's, that's, there's just no way. There's no way, bro. Okay, 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 fuck it. Let's just go for someone else, right? Let's say they sell Fofana for 70 mil. Mm-hmm. Paul Torres from Villarreal. Okay, now we're talking. To Leicester. Now, I'm sure that's more money than they'd like to spend on a like-for-like replacement because my, my feeling is they want to... It might be put, basically all the cash from yeah. selling Fofana. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think... You, I mean, maybe there might be like a 20 mil disparity, but that's not going to get Yeah, I'm thinking starting yeah. bidding is sort of 50 plus. Yeah, okay. But then okay. why but still, why would he? I feel like he really enjoys being there. What, Villarreal? Yeah. But Villarreal in a similar situation to Leicester where they're desperate to sell. They'll sell anyone. Oh, really? Because it's not... I know we've been focusing a lot on Barca, but everyone's been focused on Barca's um, needing to meet La Liga's financial cap. But a lot of teams are struggling. A lot Fair of enough. teams are struggling it's, to meet... It's a surprise uh, that we haven't seen more Premier League clubs raiding La Liga clubs then. It hasn't happened that much. No... No, I mean, there's two players at Villarreal, which would make sense. Jeremy Pino, who's meant to be quality. Yep. And then there's also Paul Torres, a centre-back that, you know, was great in the Champions League last year. Mate, he's been linked with everyone, from, like, yeah. Man United to... Actually, mainly Man United, now I'm thinking about it. But, like, everyone's, everyone knows him. Everyone kind of agrees that he's probably in that tier below world-class, but, you know, one of the elite defenders. Exactly, so... Yeah, it's weird. I agree. I don't know why there hasn't been more signings from La Liga. I read something as well saying um, for the first time in ages, Italian clubs are offering more to players than La Liga. 
So I think no way. La Liga, La Liga has was was heavily impacted by the pandemic, maybe more than any other league, and I don't know why. Well, one of one of the issues with La Liga is that their TV money split is weighted on. It's kind of heavily weighted towards Real Madrid and Barca, so you know in England yeah. it's split evenly. There's there's is like seventy percent goes to the big three, and then the rest is split depending on how many viewers you actually get. So the smaller clubs basically get absolutely nothing, so they have to sell every summer. Yeah, that's got to change. If you really want a healthy environment, like. In a competitive league, you can't be dishing out the the TV revenue like that. But that is for another pod. Let's move on to the next logical transfer, Jack. What have you got for me? Well, mate, as I referenced on the last podcast, this one was so logical it's actually already happened. So West oh, West Ham need a new left back to challenge Cresswell and offer more attacking threat, is what I wrote. First one, Emerson on a loan from Chelsea, and he's actually now joined permanently. So job's <laughs> done. Don't need to go through any of the rest. Yeah, Whack that on your CV, mate. Yeah, mate. Get yourself into scouting, maybe. Absolutely smash that one. So, pretty pleased. I will. Yeah. I'll just. I'll give you the other ones. Just, just, just so you know, this is not a lie. Got Reggion on loan from Tottenham because he's now. I think he's probably now third choice. That would have That would have made sense. That really would have made sense. Yeah. 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 I, I can get on board with that. <laughs> Guess who's linked with a loan move for Reggion? Nottingham Forest. Stop. They, just, they need to stop. They need to stop. Like, don't know. The, the, the owners got too excited by being in the prem. This is definitely too excited. They're, this... they're genuinely thinking about getting an entirely new twenty-five man squad at this point. Yeah, I mean, how, I can see some work? logic in that, but I mean, it's still like FFP wise. How much money did they make? I mean, do you even need to worry about FFP if you're not contending for Europe in the near future? Does anyone even care? Isn't it just to punish like the biggest from going absolutely haywire? Yeah, maybe. But then also, like, are you maybe fucking with the long-term finances of your club? Because if you go back down to the championship, let's say it doesn't pay off. Well, it's, it's going to be carnage, mate. It's going to be absolutely 16 carnage. players that you've now whacked on Premier League wages on three, four-year contracts. Also, you know, just the amount of transfer money they've spent. You know, that's not even including the wages that come to all these players. I don't know. It does... It seems like putting everything on black, and it may well pay off for him, in which case, fair play to him. Great strategy, but very risky. Yeah, very, very I risky. wouldn't be comfortable with that, that amount of risk. Because, yeah, if they no. do go down, I think they're not coming up for a little bit. It's going to take a major sell-off and then readjustment. But then, they haven't been here for a long time. Yeah, it's one of them. It's it's. I do understand the thinking. It's like, well, let's just... Let's just get a squad capable of being in the Prem. Let's just have some fun while we're here, you know? Play some good football. Yeah. Sign I mean, literally everyone. That's, that's the mindset teams that come up need to have. They can't be like Bournemouth, where they're like, well, you know, we're, we're scared of going back down, so we've got to be reserved. Because then you probably will go down yeah. if you're just not going to prepare your squad well enough. So maybe, maybe you know, let's see at the end of the season. Maybe they've got it right. It just seems a lot very risky at the moment. Yeah, I would have thought they're done. So the fact they're still being linked is a bit mad to me. But anyway... Another one I had for West Ham, Brandon Williams on loan. Apparently he's staying at Man United, but I don't see him getting much game time behind Malassia and Shaw, so I figured he was ripe for a loan move at someone who's not Norwich, you know, to see what he's actually about. So I think, I think my understanding, they're going to keep Brandon Williams and move on wan I thought Brandon Williams a left-back. Or can he play both right sides? He can, he can play both sides, yeah. Fair. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, but yeah. That's all I had, really. So, just loan signings for West Ham. I thought that they've just gone and bought Emerson anyway. So yeah, no, I mean, they should they should have listened to us. You know, clearly we have we're onto something here. So I have I have one final one, which is it's not that logical. <laughs> I've seen it in the papers. It's not that logical though. But I just thought it'd be fun to end it on, right? So yeah, let's do it. Harry Maguire. <laughs> what, what are you saying? Back to Leicester. That could be a thing, but no, even better to Chelsea. Oh my God, no! What? That's <laughs> yeah. not rumor. Is that rumor? It's a rumor, bro. Apparently, no. Chelsea inquired. They inquired. Chelsea are losing their heads now. They've done no, some good business, but now they're losing their head. Let me let me tell you this now. To be fair to Harry Maguire, he's all right. He's not amazing. He's all right in a back three. 
Mm-hmm. Now, Tommy Tuchel does set up with a back three, so he's going to have a lot more security around him. Now, he's got experienced heads like Calabu, Caladu, Calabar, oh my goodness, Kulabali, <laughs> and Thiago Silva, right? Let's say he lined up in a back three with them on the right hand so, side. So, you want to introduce 30 year old Harry Maguire into that old, slow back line? Well, if they can't get Fafana. They just they just pivot and buy the, literally the opposite centre back in every way. Absolutely, Absolutely. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> well, I think him in between Thiago Silva and Reese James might he might he might be right. <laughs> he might be right, or like his positioning won't matter as much because you've got more people at the back and you're not so integral to this back line as he is at United. And like we said previously, he needs a break. Maybe even needs. To just I do hear you, and, and for him it'd be a good move, but I think it'd be a disaster for Chelsea. Just three very slow centre backs. All oh, it is very, it is very illogical, which is the antithesis of what we're trying to do here. But you never know, know. Go have a bit of fun. You know, go have a bit of fun. You never know. You never that know. Would, that like would shock it. me if he moves. That would come out of yeah. nowhere. I feel like that'd be a really weird way to finish a transfer window as Chelsea as well. He's almost untransferable, I'd say, because he's in such bad form and the price is just so high still that there's just it's like the worst transfer you could try and make you know so you have to try and recover him over the next few months and still spend probably like 50 mil realistically at least okay let's move on from Big Hazard because there is actually one thing before we wrap it up and we're trying to keep this under an hour so I'm going to I'm just speeding through it apologies Jack if you have more no mate I'm done I'm done there is a situation unfolding at Barcelona where they have managed to register pretty much all their new signings fair play there is one big omission though Mm -hmm. Jules Kunde yeah, I feel like they'll just get it done, though. One way or but another. what if they don't? What if they don't? They do have precedent for this. Don't forget when they signed um, Turan from Atletico Madrid and then yeah. didn't register him for six months. Yeah, I mean, will they then just sell him? I think... Because I, I, I don't think Sevilla's going to wait around six months for 50 mil. They may just loan him back to Sevilla. Be a weird one. Watch that space, but maybe there's an opportunity for Chelsea to swoop back in. Ah, I like who you're going with that. Because I don't think if I'm Jules Kunde, I'm like I'm not fucking sitting on the bench for six months just because you you bought me without being able to afford it like that. Yeah. You, well, I don't know. Weirder things have happened at Barcelona recently, but it's starting to look like there's going to be no outgo- outgoings bar Aubameyang. <laughs> don't rule out Frankie's young mate. They're going to get more and more um, erratic. I think with him, you know, like someone yeah, in training is going to get paid to absolutely two foot him. <laughs> that's a warning mate get out get out of here <laughs> oh mate the saga of Frankie de Jong we have to cover that once this this window's finally over because yeah it's the, wor- it's the worst bullying I've seen since Mourinho and Luke Shaw I think it's the worst bullying I've seen since uh, school wow <laughs> so... <laughs> and, wh- and which which party were you in that in that whole thing oh I was spectator um, <laughs> General hype man. <laughs> yeah, ca- cowardly spectator. You know how it is. Um, it's the right place to be. Yeah, mate. it's 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 awful for Frankie, but again, I'm meandering. So let's try and wrap this under an hour. Yeah. Where are we? Oh, we're good. We've got three minutes left. So let's start. All right. I want to it's time. Wish you... No, 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 no. Right. What, mate? There's... I was about to say something nice. Now I'm going to say anyway. Um, enjoy Porto. I'm oh, not gonna... thank you. Well, we're not going to talk on this pod until you're next in Portugal now. No, I'm, I'm going to France actually for a week, so I'll be in France next <laughs> week. <laughs> Cut that out. So Shit. expect a very loose version of me next week because <laughs> I will be at least two glasses of wine deep at all times. Oh, you should be good. Might be your best one yet. I look forward to that. It's going to be very X rated, I imagine. A lot more swearing than probably usual. And <laughs> Lovely stuff. Well, all the same. Enjoy it abroad. It doesn't affect the pod. No, 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 no. Because we. We live in a world where it's possible to do it <laughs> in different in different countries and across the seas. So uh, it won't fuck with the schedule, but I'm sure myself and everyone listening wishes Jack a, a good little break. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I'm sure I will have a good break. But, you know, it'll just be normal. Normal podcast, two a week. And we're, you know, we're going to have uh, Ollie Watkins' girlfriend slash, is it girlfriend or wife? Mother of his child, so it must be pretty serious now. So we're going to have her on next week. She's basically guaranteed. Good, good work again, Ellie. Good work again. Got that sorted. <laughs> Locked in. So that's good. That's <laughs> going to be fun. Um, don't expect me to suddenly become an expert in Portuguese football in the next three months. But let's not rule it out either. You know, 
maybe I can do a, a Portuguese episode. Yeah, why don't you go to a Porto game and uh, tell us what you think? That'd be a fun little feature. <laughs> I'd, I'd actually love that. I'd feel very out of my depth, I reckon, in amongst like, the Porto <laughs> ultras. <laughs> or just you have to get a recording of you at the Estadio Drago. Yeah, just, just pure fear in my eyes. Yeah. Live on the ground of Jack Bateman Chua. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for. Cool. All right. Good sesh. Under an hour. Um, yeah, thank you Smashed for listening, it. everyone. As always. Yeah, as always. Um, have a good weekend. And yeah, we will be back next week. Yes, for another Marathon Free Hour pod. Premier League game week three. Let's go. See you then. <laughs>